It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The NFL honors a Hall of Fame class, a future Hall of Fame class. It's a Friday free-for-all here today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to issue a big thank you, welcome, and shout out to our everydayers, those of you who make us your first listen every single day. We appreciate y'all. Very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Joe, happy Friday! Friday free for all. Last show before the Super Bowl. First show after the annual NFL Honors. We know who won MVP. We know who won Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year, uh, Next Gen Stats Play of the Year. I didn't catch who caught Selly of the year, but I think that was revealed as well yesterday. So that we 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 got a lot. We got a lot yeah. to get into. I, I, I enjoyed the production of the NFL Honor Show. I don't, I don't, I, this might have been the first time I've ever watched it. You want to go next year? Where is it? I don't know. I assume Pro- wherever the Super Bowl is. Pro- probably not, um, but maybe. I don't know. Uh, I I thought it was like entertaining. I didn't expect it to be as entertaining as it was. Uh, so shout out there. Um, Obviously, things I agree with, things I don't agree with. Is there anything that surprised you the most when you look at how things sorted themselves out? Um, I think there was a lot of expected outcomes between Christian McCaffrey, his offensive player of the year. Yeah, That one fell pretty open and shut. I guess maybe some, some controversy over defensive player of the year for Miles Garrett. I think the best argument that TJ Watt had was he had better production with less around him on the defense in Pittsburgh this year. But Miles, if you watch the tape, it's, yeah. it's you have a hard time arguing with with the choice of Miles Garrett. Comeback player of the year, which I just have no energy to get upset about, but everybody is. The timeline entire timeline's distraught that that Joe Flacco won because the only thing he came back from was being on the Jets last year. I don't know. Like, I think that's probably the biggest surprise over Demar, over Demar Hamlin. Yeah. Well, we know that even the the fifty people voting on it couldn't decide on their criteria. So, you know, it, it is what it is. There, I, I kind of expected that to happen. I mean, I think what's hard about it is the the argument that people have against Demar Hamlin is that he didn't play that much. Right? He played like fifty snaps or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, would Joe Flacco play in what, like four games? And Joe, like Joe, the criteria was like return to exemplary performance or something. Right, they said that. That was very intentional, I felt like, right. when they said but, that. But as that's part also of the not what Joe Flacco did. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, right. it's like two and a quarter turnovers per game right. this season. Right. He just played YOLO and their defense was the story there. But again, I don't I don't have a lot of energy there either. Like I I, I think you're going to look at it the way you want to look at it. And you're going to come to the conclusion that you want to come to. I think the one that I take, I take exception with, and and it's also my pick. So let's, let's establish that. I, I, we did our own picks. I picked Lamar Jackson for the NFL MVP, but in the most wide open MVP race that I can remember, he got 49 of 50. Come on. Like this wasn't a unanimous or even close to unanimous choice here, because I think you had, legitimate like you could if you want to go in for Dak you can do it Josh Allen you could do it Brock Purdy you can do it this guy got 49 of 50 first place votes in what was probably the least statistically impressive NFL MVP season there's ever been 49 out of 50 it's incredible to me you know what I did do when uh all the the awards started like getting leaked throughout the day yesterday or whatever um I did catch the 50 AP voters. It was just kind of nice to look the over the list. Yeah, 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 I, I saw it too. How are they picking that? Some interesting people represented with the AP voters. I thought voters. so too. I don't want to say any names. <laughs> no, we don't have to name names here, but can we just yeah. agree that this is like really random? I have no idea how is this there got slapped together. Some quirky representation on the list. I would just say that. Uh, how about AP Coach of the Year? I know we had we had the exact conversation of what happened. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a little lame that they tied in points, and Stefanski won because he had one extra first place vote. Yeah, I don't know, like the electoral college. I just somebody <laughs> where I referenced it as the electoral college, uh, which was hilarious. But the, like the point system for the voting, um, do we do we need to do that? Do we need an electoral college for 50 votes? Like the whole point of the electoral college was the logistics of counting the popular vote. Yeah. <laughs> the country was first starting from a technology perspective. Didn't make sense. You have 50 voters. Why do you do, why do you need an electoral college of voting yeah. in general? Are you, are you thinking, I mean, didn't you pick Stefanski or was it? Go right? Okay. So you're like, you're fine with the result there. I picked Harbaugh and I, I still feel good about that. Um, but it, it, he wasn't a serious contender based on the voting. Right. I was most impressed with the Ravens' regular season of any other team. And the problem was people expected them to be good. So you can't be the coach of the year if your team's supposed to be good, right? If you if, if Vegas has your win total in double digits, it doesn't matter how far over double yeah. digits you go. Did Bill Belichick win the year they went undefeated in the regular season? I couldn't tell you. Ooh. I couldn't I'll, tell I'll you. Around is, that, is that what it takes <laughs> I'm going to f- float around and produce this thing for just a minute. So give me a minute. Um, so Kyle's floating around and producing. Will Anderson, your defensive rookie of the year, CJ Stroud. We have back-to-back years where one team boasts both the offensive and defensive rookie of the year, which looks good for the Raiders as a team with two top 10 picks right now. That seems to be a nice, uh, nice way to get yourself there. Have you Keep produced going. and floated? Keep going. Wow. Keep oh. Going. My uh, first destination did not have what I was looking for. No, you got to go to the, the Pro Football Reference, man. That's, that's yeah, I went to the 07 Pro Football Reference. It didn't have it. So was that the year that was it that long ago that they went undefeated? It felt like it was more recent than that. Bill Belichick in 07 did indeed, I can okay. confirm, win the AP Coach of the Year for going 16 and 0. Well deserved. 
right? They didn't win the Super Bowl that year, that though, right? They lost they the did Giants. Not. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Which is that's an interesting segue uh, because in the next segment we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame class, and you know who's eligible for the first time? Eli Manning. So we'll talk about that. Oh boy, and even more here in just a second. So be sure to stick with us. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood even is boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim is as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. You must keep Robinhood IRA for five years, and the 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC, is a registered broker-dealer. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like what you're doing, your lighting right now. Thank you. Little, Usually little, it's not a daytime thing. Yeah. It's a daytime well, thing today. You it is. You got the field there. What, what, you got new blinds up or what? Uh, no, I just decided to put on a blue and red contrast, and it's a little bit like overcast here today. So there's not a lot of sh- sun it's shining it. through the windows. Yeah. It's the clouds. Yeah, it's big. Big, big shout out to the uh, the universe for aligning itself properly for us today. So you mentioned the Hall of Fame class. This upcoming Falls Hall of Fame class should be ashamed of themselves. Ooh, okay. It's a good group. Can we start there? It's a good group. Uh, yeah, I think they got some stuff right. Yeah, that's. I think that's important. Uh, so the five modern era players as a part of the pro football hall of fame class of 2024 are dwight freeney devin hester andre johnson julius peppers and patrick willis you also have uh senior edition steve mcmichael and randy gratishar antonio gates is not on this list are we serious are we serious is it just our perception of antonio gates as a player is so skewed because he was a fantasy football staple and darling for 15 years. I don't know. The guy's got 955 receptions for over 1100, nearly 1200 yards and 116 touchdowns as a tight end. When that wasn't a thing that tight ends did. It was like him and Tony Gonzalez were the only dudes doing that. He didn't make it. Seventh all time in receiving touchdowns in the history of the NFL, the most ever by a tight end. I don't know, man. I thought Antonio Gates was, somebody who should have been a first ballot hall of famer. Um, not sure why he didn't, but maybe it was about some of the other names, obviously. Um, another guy that I think 
should be in this is Jared Allen, but it felt like with Peppers and Freeney. Yeah, you're you know, kind of backlogged with the position group. Yeah, and and uh, Andre Johnson jumped Tory Holt. Um, Tory Holt's Reggie been waiting Wayne a while. What's that? Reggie Wayne as well. Yeah, Reggie Wayne and Tory Holt are both uh, both been waiting. That's and uh, Reggie Wayne retired 2014. Same as is on no Andre Johnson 2016. So Johnson jumped them both. And normally it's kind of been like the standard for receivers that you have to wait, right? And I I would like to acknowledge how good Patrick Willis was as a player. But some of the wait times for linebackers and Patrick Willis, who played, what, seven? Seven seasons. Seven seasons. Eight seasons. And his last season was six, like seven full seasons and then a game in which he played six games. Kind of feels weird. It was 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 never like defensive AP defensive player of the year, which was like the big feather in the cap for like Brian Urlacher and all that stuff. It was just that level of accolades. Feels a little weird. Feels a little weird that that that's the one. I'm glad that they put Devin Hester in. I think they got that one right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But Antonio Gates off in favor. Um, in favor of Patrick Willis, who played less than half of the amount of career games as Antonio Gates played in his NFL career. And Antonio Gates is higher on the hierarchy of all-time tight ends than Patrick Willis is on all-time linebackers. I'm so just saying. Here, here's the fascinating thing, right? You, it's eight seasons for Willis. Next year, we have Luke Keekley, who is eligible for the first time. Uh, also an eight-year player. I would argue... I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Willis, but like, Keekley's better and more he decorated. Comfor- he comfortably has a better resume. He, yeah. he won AP Defensive Player of the Year in consecutive seasons in 12 and 13, or uh, 2013 won AP Defensive Player of the Year and was the AP Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2012. Yeah. Literally an, an all pro selection eight times. He, he's, I don't know, like, for. Keekley's the best I've watched, like, in my mature uh, life of watching football. Keekley has more than twice as many career interceptions as Patrick Willis does, 18 versus 8. So is Luke Keekley going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? We, I mean, with Terrell Davis, with Tony Baselli, with Patrick Willis getting in lately, Kurt Warner, like, longevity, they're telling us that it's not, it's not that well, important. And, and to be fair, Patrick Willis has had to wait a while. He did. Yep. It's not. It's not like this was a first ballot guy. But yeah, who? Peppers is who's first ballot? Peppers. I believe so. Which obviously, yeah, I think that's it. So, I don't know. I just found out Gates didn't make it, and I, I'm like, man, Patrick Willis got it. Was is was Gates a first time? Gates was eligible for the first time. Was that the big hangup? Is it's like, oh, we don't uh, want to make him. like there's this weird gatekeeping about being a first ballot Hall of Famer versus just like who are the best five that are eligible in any given year? He's last year was 2018. Yes. So this was uh, his first time eligible. That's dumb. It's a dumb thing to do. Dumb hill to die. I don't disagree. Um, Terrell, Terrell Suggs is eligible as we kind of peek ahead to next year. Terrell Suggs is eligible next year. If Jared Allen's not can't in, can't wait. 
Okay, but like Cam Wing. He made the list for Adam Schefter for like the first time at eligible guys. So that's just that's well, I, the point being here that like <laughs> if Jared Allen's not in, well then Terrell Suggs has to wait, and so does Cam Wake. Are we is Cam Wake a for sure Hall of Famer? I have I'm not no. as familiar with his career. No. Okay. He didn't start playing in the, he played in the CFL until he was like 27. That said he has hundred yeah. career sacks and he started playing in 27. Yeah, that's impressive. Um so the the bit Eli Manning, right? Adam Vinatieri, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer as a no. kicker? And if, if they do that after not putting Devin Hester in as a first ballot guy because he was a kick returner last year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Then, then the Hall of Fame voters can get punched. It didn't right. Hester, did he have the first kick return for a touchdown in the history of the Super Bowl? I believe so. So, like, if you're going to get all into, like, Super Bowl kicks and meaningful kicks from Vat- Vinatieri. Well, well, Vinatieri won the game. Yeah, well, let me tell you what. <laughs> Whoa, our kickers are wins are a kicker step, brother. Let's get yep. going on that, man. I uh yeah, okay. Um Marshall Yanda, I don't know. I don't think that doesn't feel like a first ballot Hall of Famer to me. Eli Manning's gonna be the name, right? He's probably gonna get in. Next year? Probably. You struggle with that? Yes, I do. Career passer rating of 84, 117 and 117 record. Oh, God. How many does, does he even have more se- winning record seasons as a starting quarterback? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He only had seven seasons had above eight. 500. He had an 11 eight. and five in 2016. That was an R8. One, two, three, four, five, five six. Oh, I counted count an eight. Seven. Yeah, he's teams. got seven. Draft seven seasons. Down. Out of a lot more. 4,000 yards a whole bunch of times. Sure did. Won a couple Super Bowls. Right. And I think it's the moments in the Super Bowls that probably gets it for him. Yeah, you can't can't argue with that. You cannot argue with that. Some of the the most memorable throws and catches I've ever seen came from Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm inclined to think that, that it might be a thing. Marshawn Lynch? No. Not first ballot. Maybe not at all. I don't know. All right, so there, Darren, Spro- Darren Sproles made the Schefter tweet. He did. I wonder if the the list, the short list of first-time eligibles came from Darren Sproles' agent. Akib Talib also. <laughs> Thanks for including him. I guess we just have too many characters available on Twitter now, so we're just... Uh, you got to fill out the whole thing, you know? Yeah. You don't gotta right. give the, uh, the 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 dopamine back from all the impressions. You don't, you don't, or the money back from the impressions these days, which is making Twitter kind of weird. All right, uh, we have more to get to here in just a moment, uh, including some pushback that we got on the mock draft we did this week. So from, stick, from Twitter. so Twitter. stick with us. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for just about anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. The 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. 
Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. The big game is right around the corner. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way for you to turn every game-changing moment into 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn 10 bucks into $1,000. Prize picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make an entry and submit my picks in less than 60 seconds, and then when you win, the withdrawals are very quick and very easy. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I want to do the thing with you real quick. I want to go over eligibles for the next few years, and I want you to tell me who the first ballot players are going to be off of the names that we're providing each year. Okay. Okay. So the most notables eligible for 2025, first time would be first ballots. Luke Keekley, Marshall Yanda, Earl Thomas, Adam Vinatieri, Eli Manning, uh, Joe Staley, that's probably it. Any of those first ballot Hall of Famers? Maybe Keekley. So we think maybe between me saying maybe Eli Manning and you saying maybe Luke Keekley, we think we get one for 2025. Probably. Okay, 2026 eligibles. Uh, Marquise Pouncey, Drew Brees. Yes. Geno Atkins, Larry Fitzgerald. Yes. Jason Witten. Yes. Philip Rivers. Oh, man, this is crazy. Okay. Oh, they're going to put Rivers and Gates in the same year. That's what's going to happen, right? And then the Hall of Fame game is going to be in L.A. Or, well, not in L.A. It's going to feature the Chargers. So you think Rivers? No, not Rivers. As not a first ballot? I don't think so. Marquise Pouncey? No. But Drew Brees, yes. Yes. And Larry you, said, yeah, you said Lester Fairless, Larry Fitzgerald, which is surprising because of the backlog of some of the other wide receivers. Yeah, but he's like in that that Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, you shouldn't have to wait bucket to me. Yeah, you know what? Neither should Torrey Hull. I, I don't know. The wide receiver thing's been a problem for like 20 years now. But I think you said... Um, Jason Witten? Yeah, I think Witten. I think Witten, Fitzgerald, and Breeze. You think you get three first ballot Hall of Famers in 2020? I think you should. I don't know if the math's going to work out, but I think you should. Um, there's other good players too, but that's really the like Frank Gore. You want to talk about production, man? Doesn't get better. Doesn't get much better than Frank Gore. Right. Right. Um, okay, 2027. Adrian Peterson. If a running back's ever going to be first ballot these days. It's probably that one, right? Right. Antonio Brown. Lord God, the production's so good. I think he will get penalized in the same way Terrell Owens did. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You're talking about weird gatekeeping. It's either he's a good player or not. Um, Richard Sherman. Yeah, I, I think so. I think Rob he, I, Gronkowski. 
If Antonio Antonio Gates has 20 more touchdowns than Rob Gronkowski. 20 more. Kyle but you Krabs. just got done saying Jason Witt was going to be a first ball. Holder. Now, why I like Jason Witt more than those players, Kyle Krabs. That's why I like Um, that's probably that's probably it for that group. I don't know why this breakdown for the website that I'm using also includes Jack Doyle and Alejandro Villanueva, but they're on the list. Oh, shoe-ins. <laughs> okay. That's um Le'Veon Bell's on the list for 2027 as well as he gears up for a comeback this year. Miss me completely. On these, we all know the team, he said. But he would come back and play for one team in 2024. Did you see this? Speaking of this week in the news cycle, you missed uh, Le'Veon Bell saying he's... No, I saw that he was going to gear up for return, and I didn't need to look into it any further because he stinks based on the last couple of years that he played. and It's been further removed. What's the team? Uh, is it the he Jets? Didn't, he, didn't, he didn't say. Is it the Jets with Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. Considering how bad it was with the Jets, he didn't even make it two years into his... It ain't the Chiefs. $13 million year contract he signed there with. Who is it? I don't know, Joe. I don't no know. team. I promise you, no team wants. Lady the biggest shame that we had was that we were robbed of a Peyton Barber season from Le'Veon Bell by like three yards. 311 touches, 4.0 yards per touch in 2019 with the Jets. That's all I have for you. So if we want to get into our mock draft feedback, we can do that now. Yeah, I got some feedback on X uh, about J.C. Latham, uh, the Alabama tackle being an omission from our mock draft that we did earlier this week. Uh, I think it's a good question. Um, good player. He's a good player. I don't. I personally don't love J.C. Latham. Uh, I think he's got some technique stuff to figure out. I don't. His feet really bother me in terms of pass protection. I think most mock drafts you'll probably see J.C. Latham, but I think more than anything, it probably speaks to the depth of this tackle class or this offensive line class. And, I mean, our offensive line fell just a a little bit. I mean, we only had two in the top 13 selections, and then, like, the run started, and we just wound up slotting other players. Um, and, And I think versatility was something that factored in for some of the guys that, ultimately got on here outside of Latham. Right. Because there were other offensive linemen alone who fell out. Yeah. That we liked. Um, I know we had, like, I liked Jatavion Sanders from Texas tight end. We had um, Bo Nix as potentially a late first round candidate. I know he's not a hot name right now because he didn't have a great senior bowl. But, um, we, I mean, what other names do we talk about on the defensive side of the ball? There, we had a felt like we had a few that were like, oh yeah, this guy fell out too. And yeah, well, we so, had, um, we didn't have any of the safeties. Chris Jenkins didn't go. We also had the the BYU tackle didn't go. Jordan Sue Morgan out of Arizona didn't Morgan. go. Yeah, Keon Coleman didn't go, which makes sense to me. But a lot of people like Keon Coleman. Um, this draft I think is really good in the first like forty five to fifty picks. Like, if you have multiple picks in the top 50, I think you're over the moon with this year's class. I think you're getting plus value at a lot of intersections along the way there. I think the one offensive line spot that maybe could have went O-line that we didn't go O-line was, it's my fault, with Steelers. Um, I had them go Nate Wiggins, uh, the corner from Clemson, which I I think is a Their corner needs bigger than their offensive line need at this stage. Right. I mean... That roll with Dan Moore and Broderick Jones. I, I think they need a center. 
Like I, I Mason Cole's my biggest issue with that offensive line. I, I think they can upgrade at tackle, but I don't. I don't. I, I I would agree. I think corners the bigger need for me with Pittsburgh than than offensive line. So yeah. So Latham falls out. He probably won't re- in the real draft. I mean, it's probably a, it's a February oh, mock draft. You know, like there's there's one every year that does that surprises us. Um. Did we have any other like news cycle stuff, or is we we done here? I mean. There's endless news cycle stuff in the world of the NFL, but I think like the one that just came through is Wink Martindale going to to Michigan as their DC. I they're just going to take somebody off that Ravens tree and put him in there as the DC every year, huh? I guess. Don't you feel like Wink's like? I thought I saw somebody tweeting out that structurally Wink and Mike McDonald are similar, and I I couldn't disagree more with that. I don't I don't feel like that's the I same. I think at that all. they're both both pressure philosophy type coaches, but they do structurally different yeah. things. Yeah. 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 But I, I can't believe there wasn't an NFL job out there for wink. Maybe there wasn't even like him. He liked Michigan more. Now he's got to go like deal with the world of college. I don't know. He's probably not going to be. He winks probably like you're not asking me to recruit. I'm going to coach the players. Yeah, I'm going to coach the defense. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Um, so you got guys like Ch- Chip Kelly's interviewing for coordinator roles in the NFL as transposed to being the head coach at UCLA. I think that's a huge testament to the state of affairs with what you have to do as college coaches. Never mind Jeff Halfley leaving. Um. That actually would be very exciting. Speaking of the news cycle, if we could get a Bill Belichick coach to get a job for a program or school that is not run by Bill Belichick at this stage would be really impressive. And Bill O'Brien leader in clubhouse for BC. And I don't think Bill's with the program there. So that would be a big win for the the coaching tree. Steve's in Washington now. Yeah, it's another big win. See, he see, with his mullet and everything, he seems tailor made for college. Bill left, and all these coaches are just spreading their wings, flying, and leaving the nest. Yeah, not a whole lot of opportunity out there for him, was there? <laughs> Surely, no Patriots fans stuck around to the thirty-three. Rabel, Belichick, Morris, <laughs> lot one. No, well, not was a, that Wings thing? Did like Wink like go out to lunch with Bill or something like that, have, and then nobody wanted to hire him? It's the opposite, <laughs> Sean McVay. Have you touched? We finally got to the point where if you've touched Bill Belichick, we don't want you. <laughs> Finally. That's it. We're done here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Locked On, NFL Scout. We appreciate you guys checking the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We will be back after the big game. Talk about what goes down on Monday. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.